Season 1, Chapter 4, Commit to You! Welcome to Starting Now, a Barry podcast presented by CinemaSins. <laughs> that is good inflection right there. <laughs> this is uh, Starting Now, the Barry podcast. I'm Chris Atkinson with Barrett Share and Mike Hester. Good morning, everyone. Hello. <laughs> that was like an NPR voice. <laughs> yes. Good morning. Yes. Welcome to the delicious dish. We uh, we will be talking about Barry, Barry. episode four today. Yeah, yes. Um, I, I'm going to say this right off the top. This is this is this episode. It makes sense, and I think it was a wise choice to have a writer and a director who were both female mm-hmm. who did this because this is. In uh, in a word, I guess Sally's episode. It is a yes. It is a very different episode from what we've seen so far. Yes, for sure. It's not. It's not necessarily Barry's. Although, even if it is Barry's episode, um, after all, the show is named after him. Yep. Even if it is his episode, it doesn't treat him like the hero, and it's an interesting sort of, um, uh turn because we we want him to succeed we want him to have all the things that he wants in this but he does it in so many wrong ways Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he he misunderstands so many basic things because of the way he is that uh he doesn't understand how he's coming off yeah at all um let's start off uh it's uh it they have it's barry and sally have woken up together and barry is sort of in that ah the next day i have my girlfriend yes he's completely (laughs) smitten she gets up and she's basically saying i got things to do today hint hint yep and Uh he's like oh uh okay well i should go she she wants to do this audition it's a big deal to her the uh that she she's got this agent she thinks and um and she wants to just knock it out of the park today um and uh even when she goes oh i'm going to be playing some sort of marine doctor or (laughs) army doctor Uh or something like that and he goes well i was a marine if you want to talk to me about how it was like and all that and she's like oh no Uh, you know the agent he gets it or something (laughs) yeah Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah um so it first sign right there that he completely misses by the way mm-hmm. uh is that he she's not even if she was inclined to be in love with him she's not there yet no. right clearly not there yet. right so back off everything about her says back off and just if things happen it'll happen mm-hmm. i want to talk about the very start where they're on facebook and they're doing Oh where, yeah, where he's that's very there, important. He's and they're putting it in there, and he goes and he finds this marine, Chris Lucado, obviously important. And I, I keep getting stuck on they put in his birth date, and it's nineteen seventy eight. Like what? What year is this series happening? The phones are a few years old. Like how, how old is? I think it's is present Barry? date twenty eighteen. So he'd be, uh, he'd be, he'd be thirty, right? Or he'd be, he'd be 40, forty. Yeah, he's forty. How long has he been a hitman? Right after he gets out of uh, Afghanistan. So, is this like 10, 15 years? Possibly? I think so. Yeah. Wow. See, my, my first thought when I first started seeing it is that it hadn't been that long, which is 
totally a bad impression once I saw that date. Like, oh crap! Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's been, been off in a lot of fools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, honestly, I'm not sure they're making a statement there about whether how long he's been a hitman or anything. I think it's just because that's Bill Hader's year. Yeah, birth. I know that. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's the main the main thing there. But yeah, the Facebook thing opens up a lot of stuff that he doesn't need in his life. Uh, because yes, it means that he's now going to be out there invisible and that's not mm. something that hitman even people who declare themselves retired really want to be involved with mm. at all and mm. there is it's sort of uh they make a point there where he goes i know a guy named chris mancuso and he's blah, 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 and, and it's uh -huh. already up wow you got that up fast yep. didn't you yeah and he's like oh you can find everybody nowadays it's great yeah and he's <laughs> got that moment of realization like yes. oh maybe this was a bad idea but this is the first in a series of shitty decisions that again having to talk about, i'll try not to talk too much about this but are out of character this entire series sally has been call stalking him the entire time mm -hmm. right even when she was upset even when she's happy even when she wants a scene partner as soon as he gets into town and they they connect she wants every part of him right now she's got a, a heel turn I, I use that in the not literal sense where she she says you know i need my space i need to to do my thing in fact i'm not even going to contact you because i'm doing my own shit he is making a just an objectively step one terrible decision to mm -hmm. get on facebook even though it's under the the barry block name but it, once he connects with chris he he knows he's fucked yeah. right yeah yeah so this is the first in a series this episode of out of character moves and i think that's intentional and i yeah. understand it being intentional because it's new love you make wrong choices and yes. shit like that but it, it's it's too it's jarring to me. it doesn't bother me it this is a girl he's into and he's gonna do what she wants i think this is all her idea and he's just going along with it and he realizes this is a terrible idea with another fantastic facial expression mm -hmm. which is an ongoing theme of this show so many times somebody has that realization in their face which is which is great and he knows okay this is a bad idea and then he immediately goes back to, okay I'm, I'm going mm -hmm. i'm still going with this because i really am into this this woman so and remember he still doesn't know that he's being he's going he's being sold out to go and do this raid yeah, and everything yeah. he still thinks that he's done mm -hmm. and um so after this, he goes and talks to Fuchs, who tells him that you're going to be the guy who who does this raid and everything. Um, <laughs> it's amazing how ill-prepared he is. He's just like, uh -huh. Barry's going to do it. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a whole he, thing, he baby. You got anything it. on Barry. And Barry's like, it's not, a, it's not a job. It's a raid. I just, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so, so now he's, he's on that, but he's still trying to figure out what's going on with Sally. So no, I guess Sally still has, we we're, we're still looking at Sally in this episode. Sally is really, I still think the main character of this whole thing. She goes to her agent first and her a and he and she's like oh okay well i'm gonna get this audition and everything and he says now there's ever there's a point in time where i with my clients where i want to figure out if i want to sign them or fuck them mm -hmm. and she's like uh, i just want to keep this professional and he goes huh, that was totally a joke oh. 
And and After she she apologizes. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. It's such. Oh, it's oh, awful. It's hard. It's painful. So hard to watch. Uh, and and but great at the same time because mm-hmm. this is how many times does this probably happen? Probably but yeah. Maybe not even as as straightforward as this guy is, but in other shades, there are other shades of this yeah. too where they imply it. Yeah. Um, this is why this is really the most instance where I think that it's awesome that it was written and directed by by women, because this is a cliche, right? Yeah, an agent yeah. wants to fuck or a person in power wants to fuck their uh, their client, right? Mm-hmm. And not being in the business, obviously, uh, we don't know if it, it's probably a cliche for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and and the writers and the 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 showrunners or whatever showing this right here knowing full well that it's a cliche and eventually him dropping her uh is is got to be some sort of you know red flag saying that yes this actually does happen it's not just like cd casting couches and stuff like that like it literally whether it's coded language whether it's oh it was all a joke language things like that this these are the things that people get away with and mm-hmm. it, and it has real consequences for it too well yeah and and then and punctuating it with that's just a joke and everything and and, you know, I love this performance because it, this guy, I mean, this is a, a this is a thankless role for mm-hmm. an actor, uh-huh. by the way, to play an agent like this because you're such a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the 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 way he he does it is great. And it's one of those the way it's written too, it's totally a joke. Well, you know, the obvious thing is, where's the joke in yeah, this? Exactly. Where's exactly. the yeah. there's, no, there's joke no joke in it. Uh-huh. Like even even if. Even if you're, even if you came over and just playfully said that, mm-hmm. there's there's nothing to laugh at. There's yep. nothing to hold on to, and he yet, doesn't even laugh. No, no. he doesn't <laughs> even laugh. And uh, and he and there's this whole, um, yeah. It's just it's just such a. It, I think that it's just the way they did that was was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, and it leads to the scene where they're at the audition, and. The the woman who's working there comes up and says, you know, we we called Mike and he says you have he doesn't represent you. Mm-hmm. And so basically, you don't have this now that this whole thing has happened. You you don't. Yeah, it's the real consequence. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. And she's just devastated and crying and the screaming in the car as as she should be. Just just fuck Mike Hallman. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it sets up also. It sets up also everything that Barry does after this is even worse. It's magnified by a hundred mm-hmm. when he oh. does his things, because now she's just she just thinks that guys, every guy is this Mike guy at this point. Now I think even if she doesn't experience this, Barry's actions would still completely wipe away whatever she he had with her, but still. The, it sets it up in such a good way because he's sitting there in his mind and now he's getting another he's got another fantasy oh scene my god. That oh I, my this god, scene oh my is god. so fucking great <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's out grilling with every everybody's in this backyard party and she's like oh i knew then when he got me that computer that you know we were just starting to date and everything that we were meant to be together <laughs> Sean Ham, Sean Ham shows up. Casual John Ham. He's like, he's like, hey, you know, he gets him a burger or whatever. Hey, do you mind if I shit in your house? Uh, (laughs) Gets back to Barry's. He's like, we've got five, we got five rooms Uh, to do that. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. There, it's, it's again, he is so 
out of his head. He has no idea what to do in this situation. He doesn't understand that it's more or less a one night stand for him. This is his relationship for life. They couldn't be on more unequal side footing. Mm -hmm. It is a sequence of events because say she doesn't have that experience Mm -hmm. in, in the audition and it goes okay, or it goes just well or normal. Is she that cold to Barry when he comes into the party in the first place, which then sets up his behavior later on? Maybe not. I didn't even really think about that, but uh, it certainly exacerbated it, right? Mm -hmm. It it did, but he shows up with a fucking laptop, which is three months of her rent. That's just, that's a lot. And she, and she, and, and, but also though, I, 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 I agree though, if it does go well, I think this gift that he gives her would be a little bit. There would be a little bit of a difference to it. Yeah. She would, she might even accept it and lead him on a little bit. But like the, the fact is, is that after all this has happened and he gives her that laptop, she's like, what do you want out Mm -hmm. of this? You just want to have sex with me now, right? Is that is that's what this gift be, is about? Be your property. <laughs> she says like a Tony Soprano move or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, be yeah. yours. And uh, this whole this whole party, holy shit, this party. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole party. Before we get to the party, though, you mentioned it in the last episode. Mm-hmm. The uh, the continuation of the Cousineau story. Yeah, yeah. who is both? There's two gorgeous moments with Henry Winkler and one with Bill Hader too. The the first one is him going into that audition playing man in back of line or something like that Mm -hmm. and you can tell ah, this brings up so many questions but you can tell this is maybe like the thousandth audition like this that he's Mm -hmm. got he's mailing and he's talking to to janet as you mentioned or janice as you mentioned in the last episode and he has that smile they call him and he goes in and motherfucker is a pro man he's you know he's he gets in Good to see you and everything. You know, I'm going to give you two versions, mm-hmm. does his thing, and then walks off. And it's it's not demoralizing to him. It doesn't look like, right? No. But then he gets back to the theater, and apparently this is something that Stella Adler and her classes, which Henry Winkler was a part of, mm-hmm. she would make them stand up and applaud yeah. when she walked uh-huh. into the room. So when he gets back to his theater, his own little little corner of the world, they stand up and applaud and everything, and you can tell, like... That's what makes him whole. Yeah, you know, it's but such a beautiful turn. It did. I, I kind of got the idea in the audition that he's done a million of these, and it wasn't that important to him. It, it was, and maybe I saw it differently. Maybe I even saw it wrong. But like, he, this is this is okay. But really, the class is important. And the second, now third time through that I've been going watching this, I just always thought of him as a loser. Like the first time I watched through, mm-hmm. but as I've started to to watch him be. A teacher and start to realize he's actually pretty good at that he is really yeah. good at that he's a good teacher and uh-huh. obviously a successful he's got money he has, he has money, money. He i has don't money know somehow some way how that money and maybe they'll explain it but like it ain't cheap to live in the the ty- type of no, house that he has no. in la he has an expensive ride he, he obviously theater. rents out this theater <laughs> yeah, in los angeles uh and i'm wondering if he does this as a side hustle to just kind of keep him keep him loose like keep mm-hmm. keep his skills going or what or if he just loves it so much that he'll audition because again he doesn't look demoralized after this he doesn't look like this is beneath him or anything like that mm-hmm. he walks in head held high and walks mm-hmm. out head held high uh so yeah i don't know this there's so much we don't know about this character and he's so he's so fixated on money that i don't know where it comes from if it's just the theater 
and he doesn't need this and he's doing this for mm. the love of it mm. or if this pays enough to supplement whatever's going on with the theater i feel uh, like he at one point like you see a lot of pictures of him with people or you know he knew patrick swayze at one point and then he was not invited to his funeral <laughs> <all those things>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he puts that in the oh, book, in That's the book. So <laughs> but i he's like has known people i wonder if he was kind of a bit player maybe in some movies did just you know he obviously did a lot of theater work because he has all these posters everywhere mm -hmm. and maybe that's kind of gone away and now he has this other thing going that's kind of what i assume but i don't think we really know for sure there is a so. there is a slight glean into this when uh when they when kuzino and janice have the phone call about meeting each other at the restaurant later she hangs up and he she looks him up yes and she's yes. like it's uh this guy knows judd hirsch <laughs> hey loach crazy man knows judd hirsch that was awesome <laughs> oh and then when he, by the way when he signs off he's like it's under neil patrick harris yeah. i get a better uh -huh. table that way yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Th that that's her delivery of those lines she did that in the third episode with who the fuck are you whatever yeah, she said yeah, and yeah. that just, i love her character I just oh yeah love no. oh yeah i know and it's uh you kind of want to fuck both of those guys <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i know um this may lead this may lead directly into when he gets back to the theater this is when bill or when barry gets the chance <laughs> to deliver blake's speech from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, the movie, the movie. <laughs> which is which is interesting because and, that speech was and, not in the play. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. It actually has to. Make well, that. again, the movie stuff keeps coming up every time as as funny jokes. The, he's like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, the movie, and then there's the the also the part with Sally and the detective when she's getting uh, questioned. She's like, "We did a lot of scenes together. We uh, we did uh, what was the first one." Um, <laughs> Uh, I can't remember which movie it was, but then she goes, we did Breaking the Waves, the movie, oh. and she says, you know that one? And it's like, no, nah, I don't know that one. We did Dogville. You know, uh -huh. These are both Lars von Trier's yeah, yeah. movies. And she goes, did you see that one? And they're like, no, no. And then Loach is like, oh, I saw that yeah, one. Yeah, no, yeah. I <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, those movies keep coming up. They're not really doing stage acting. That's no, what's that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. But yeah, it's uh, it's his turn to do Blake from Glengarry Glen Ross. And if you've oh seen this God. movie as much as we have, you've memorized this mm -hmm. right uh -huh. you you know all the mannerisms you think i'm fucking with you yeah i am not fucking with you you know all <laughs> like all these things and so there's no other way that you can even conceptualize <laughs> this speech being done mm -hmm. no and the I was my jaw was open when uh -huh, he did yeah. this. He was like, "Hey guys, we got a contest. Let's talk about something important." Hey, coffee's for closers. Coffee's for closers. All right, it's gonna be first prize is an El Dorado, but second prize set a steak knife. Third prize is you're fired. But, but <laughs> he and then that's when Cousineau interrupts him and he says, "You are actually making me nauseous." <laughs> and he was me too, but it was the greatest thing ever. Oh, God yeah. damn. This is the, the the this is the other part of all, all these little acting tips that Kuzino is giving to this person who is an absolute blank slate. None of those things mean anything to him. Remember, he says, "I want you to do Glengarry Glenn Ross the movie." Here's the, I'm going to give you the pages and everything, and I've got one tip for you: let the cat out. Yes. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> and, and 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 you see you see Barry standing there going. I don't even know what that means. Right. Yeah. yeah but doesn't. I don't want to say that I don't know what it means because I, you know, 
because I don't want to look stupid. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he it's it's it, and this is where he starts really berating him. He said, like, you know, I thought that this would show if you had any balls whatsoever. <laughs> it's so disjointed this episode because that is so brilliant. There's so many brilliant moments in this episode, but then he starts really berating him about you know being in the service and saying yes sir no sir all that stuff following orders and things like that swapping the deck peeling the potatoes (laughs) (laughs) being deferential to everybody in the scene being deferential and you start to see that barry believes this and you start to see that his character really is he's following fuchs's orders Mm -hmm. he's following you know the the military before that he's head over heels with sally he's he's following kusnos whatever he says that's not entirely true like he's He's internalizing this, but the way that he interacts with the Chechens, the way he interacts with, you know, any of his like, you know, business associates, uh, you know, when he's training the Chechens later on, he's a he's a badass and he knows he's a badass and he can talk to him however he wants to. And so there's this there's this weird duality of the character that comes out. I don't know if it was intentional or not to where we it's meant to show us that he is this obsequious character that basically just says whatever it is and but he's he's not really at the core of himself well i i think fuchs allows him to have that badass because that is a pretty essential and important part of being a hitman if fuchs didn't want that he would have found a way to reel it in that's i don't know well um, i guess i mean there's i mean in that in that scene where they're torturing fuchs he's kind of like lackadaisical until the very end where it's just like, ah, all right, I guess yeah. I'll have to do it. I don't think Fuchs has, and we see obviously later on, I don't think Fuchs has as much control over Barry as he thinks he does. He just keeps getting right. him into situations where he, ha- he, he, he has, has, no has, has to. to. Yeah. He has to. Well, and and that, the when Cousineau tells him all this stuff to get him mad and everything, he uses that to go to fuchs he we don't see what he does on stage afterwards yeah. he goes to fuchs who's on a, a like driving range yep. and, yeah. and, uh-huh. and he's like he's like fuck you i'm not doing this and in blah, the middle of everybody uh-huh. yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's uh-huh. like do you want me to do a raid you think i'm jason Bourne? blah 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 and, and, and then he's and then he's like fuck you and then uh-huh. <laughs> well, that goes when he just hits his next ball yeah and then he follows him yeah and that's and and again barry doesn't know barry doesn't know that he's being followed by fuchs there and yeah the last half of, up later on in that party the last half of this episode barry forgets how to bury completely completely forgets how to bury. yeah and this is why i think this is the low point of the series i still love a lot of this episode but that whole party scene is so and i think it's because of the change in direction and writing that i think it's so different from the rest of the series and i think it's the low point of the series it's not terrible or anything like that but everybody makes an uncharacteristic decision and it and it bothers me hmm. i understand why they do it but i don't i don't like it i don't know it, i don't know we could discuss it but i don't know what how would someone who's fallen in love for the first time who is a hitman uh, how would he act though all right let's assume that he's been doing this say for 10 or or more use mm-hmm. right there are certain things that have been ingrained into his psyche that we see come up you know multiple times right mm-hmm. besides him sneaking up on people um okay maybe he could not uh notice that he's being followed but he goes out and spends this exorbitant amount of money on a new shiny car he has all these uh, you know these expenses with with clothing and the laptop and stuff like that you know it, it's it's i understand the turn 
especially given that he's fallen in love for the first time, I think it's so exaggerated that a person uh, with his background would have a very hard limit on what they were going to do. And then as soon as he gets into that party and the decisions he makes then, you know, inviting these guys over, doing whatever he wants to, telling this Pinocchio off and stuff like that, it just doesn't jive with what we know of what would be ingrained into this character. So that's that's my problem with it. I don't, I don't know. I think he is deeply naive with with women and i can step back and say there's some things i may have done differently with this party scene but him thinking that he can buy some clothes to to be more impressive i totally get that Mm. thinking he can buy a big gift i totally get that being totally not understanding how much money he just spent because his world of money is very different than a struggling actor's world of money very different so and you i know you don't watch the uh the afterwards where i uh, did watch you the did this, on one, this one, one and hater like gave a like a middle school girlfriend or something an ipod or something <laughs> like that right yeah. which is a ridiculous move and obviously where he got this from and sounds like something a naive guy would do like when he's deeply deeply in love so i kind of bought his bought that from him just it, you know, just being dumb, <laughs> just and, being really dumb. Yeah, he's and, dumb. And this could be, you know, who knows how real life would be like for a character like this. We'd have to find a hitman and ask. Yeah, that's uh, good. But uh, <laughs> this seems to be a this seems to be a sort of a screenwriting thing. Um, uh, in in zero effect, the the Daryl Zero is a detective who's just like Sherlock Holmes. He's never been with a woman before. In zero effect, he ends up with Kim Dickens mm. towards the end. And there's a part towards the end where she lets on that she knew that he was Daryl Zero the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he goes, passion is the enemy of uh, precision. And, and, <laughs> and she goes, what does that mean? And he goes, I got sloppy. And, and it's and it, and it's a good Bill Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I, I think the idea is, is that most of the time these people are so uh, tunnel vision on what they accomplish with their with their job that when something like this comes in to sort of derail it that part of their head that used to be like all business all focus and everything there's been that some room has been made that has caused them to make some mistakes that they normally wouldn't i also wanted to bring up a scene from 500 days of summer Mm. where they have the split screen Mm -hmm. where he's going to a party and he believes that this is how it's going to go and then you see the other screen, how it actually goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very much what's happening here because his dream is I'm going to come in, give this laptop, and it's going to live, go into this wonderful, wonderful romance. Yep. Uh, where we're both Hollywood stars. And for her, it's not like that at all. And she even, you know, ends up talking to somebody else. That's so right. So I felt <laughs> strong. <laughs> Let's talk about this party where there's a yeah. lot of stuff going on yeah. here. He hasn't quite re uh, rehooked up with this Chris Lucado character that he's known from the from his days in the Marines and everything. Uh, he goes to this party and and Sally has already uh, sort of rebuffed him on on you know the computer and all that. Uh, he contact uh, Chris contacts him through Facebook, I guess, or on the the messaging app or whatever. And uh, says we're out at a bar. Do you you want to come? Happens to be in L.A. By yeah, way. it happens to be in L.A. Uh, and he goes, "Why don't you come to this party?" 
And uh, so, so three of his military buds show up to this. Two of them are people who should not be in public. So that well, could be heads, man. No. Uh, but, uh, but uh, Chris Licato is played by another like well-known character actor, Chris Marquette. You've seen him in like The Girl Next Door, and uh, he was in. Um, what was the uh oh he was in uh fanboys if you ever saw fanboys oh that's right yeah, yeah. uh but he's been in a ton of stuff um but uh they show up and and and, and really just more just add to the problem more than uh-huh. anything they oh, don't really yeah. they don't really screw anything up for him as much as they just add more to it that he has to to deal with and plus to give the uh to give him some military guys to, later yeah yep, um uh but uh while they're there and he's in the kitchen and and live uh, not live but what's the uh the girl's the woman's uh, uh house who's who's whose house at there oh natalie natalie yeah, yeah. who's another unsung oh god she's oh. so great oh my god she's so like like she would be she would be like Adam Sandler's character in Anger Management, right? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. everything that she's nobody <laughs> listens to her. Yeah, anything, and she's brought this dude who's going to be Pin- Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a live action Pinocchio, and they're like, "How old is he?" And they're like, "Well." <laughs> They're just going to use stop motion and he's going to shrink him down and they're, they're going to animate it later and all that. And, um, and it ends up Sally starts talking to this guy on the couch and the military guys, military buds are like, Hey, I think she, I think that dude's macking on your chick or whatever. And in his mind, that dude is like, like at the top mm-hmm. he's at the top of his uh-huh. profession he's in pinocchio <laughs> yeah <laughs> but in the conversation he has with sally sally asks all the pertinent questions here this <laughs> is so, so like uh so can you do the voice i've always loved that and he's like oh it's gonna be another kid that does the uh-huh. voice will anybody know that you're in the movie well yeah it'll be in the credits i think <laughs> and, uh-huh. and then and then yeah this this part right here might be where i think I think he goes too far as far as character wise. Very much so. Yeah. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't believe, I didn't believe this for mm. one instant. When he goes over and becomes the controlling boyfriend and says, Hey man, she may not want to talk to you. I, I, that's my girl and all mm-hmm. that. And doing that whole thing. That's the one part of this that I, that I, even though I was going along with it for a while, I felt was too far. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly drunk. They have the, that uh, great moment where uh, he and Chris are talking. And if you've ever been around military guys, like it seems excessive the way that they're talking in this episode. It's like, fucking kids, man. Fucking oh, crazy, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Fuck, I got, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. fucking here, too. In my experience with ex-Marines, like that's how they talk. Yep. And I thought that was a cool little little mm-hmm. moment. But yeah, he's, he's mussed up his hair and everything. And he's obviously drunk and all that stuff. But I, yeah, like you, I don't, I don't buy this. This is not within either the original character or even in the turn that he's taken so far. Yeah, I disagree. I totally buy it. Totally. He, is, a, he is an idiot. He is Sorry. an idiot. Uh, uh, he does... He has no clue, and he thinks this is his girl. Mm. And if, if you'd been with someone for a while and saw them talking to someone and it seemed like the first... You might be a little you know, taking aback some and maybe go over there and see what's going on. He doesn't even know how to do that. Yeah. He doesn't know how to just, just go over there and see what's course, happening. So, well, hasn't he, it been he, like he, a day? <laughs> yeah, it has, it has been a day, but he is totally 
bought in. No. Yeah, he totally and I will, I will say the thing that backs Mike up is that he may still be on that Kuzino high of telling people, you know, what what he thinks and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and yes, he is drunk too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it still, even with all that, it, it's the one part where you're just like, you've already wrecked it. Mm-hmm. And now you've gone to this point, you know. I, I don't think it's something that's just completely like out, you know, like it's like it's not a hundred percent off base, mm-hmm. but I don't even think he realized how bad he screwed up with the laptop. He yet. probably he probably has he doesn't quite you get it. Now he Oh, he definitely it. doesn't get yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know if if he ever got it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, because to him it's 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 odd because to him it's the ex- the expense is nothing, right? Right. And yeah. so he just sees a cracked thing, and he just wants to get her something nice and that kind of thing. I don't think he realizes that it is three months exactly. rent or anything like exactly. that. I don't think he feels bad about that and at you all. And when she says it, again, we were talking we were talking at the end of the last episode how they don't really hear each other. I don't think he quite yeah. heard that it's or understood. Like, what, what's happening What is three months rent? His rent is probably paid by Fuchs. So he doesn't even have to Speaking think about which, that. Speaking of which, Fuchs shows up at the party. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He's just there and he's, he's all he's smelling and- a fucking uh, <laughs> yeah, little muffin yeah, yeah. and puts it back. Yeah. He's like, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he gives him he gives him the dossier back and all that stuff. Still don't know exactly how uh, Vaughn gets a hold of it later on. But uh, yeah, I don't either. You know, apparently. Uh, well, and it could. Uh, yeah, who knows? It's, he's he goes off and does, Barry does all these different things. He could have left it anywhere. Yeah, it's uh, true. It's part of his his sloppy nature that yeah. you don't like at this point. But uh, they actually start fighting. He actually he actually asks Natalie to do. Do you want me to kick these guys out earlier on in the in the in the sequence? And she's like, No, no, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Then they get in the fight. This is this. This delay sort of hurts him in, in a way because now, now he that that guy has seen this dossier and everything, and he's uh, and then they go into the car. He's he's uh, Barry's taking this guy in the car, and the guy's like, uh, "So you get you have this nice car, and you have you bought that laptop, and mm-hmm. uh, for and and you and all you do is what was it? He uh, auto parts, auto parts, oh, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, so it's a really well run company. <laughs> yeah, it's a really well run company." <laughs> um uh that sort of reminds me of that horrible bosses thing where they where they're speeding uh in the whatever the uh it's one of the hybrids i think it's like a toy oh Oh, like a prius it's a prius they're speeding in the prius or whatever and they ask jason bateman like like what are you doing he's like drag racing and he's like in a prius and he's like i don't win a lot But yeah, so the guy know is on to him, and he says, "I I want in," and that's sort of the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. I was wanting to ask because you've you've mentioned reservations about the party, and I kind of thought you were going to be talking about these military guys because it is over the top. Yeah, they're fucking headbutting and they're headbutting in there, and they're like, I didn't necessarily, and I could be talked into this that that Chris Lugato would bring these guys to to some random party it's it, yeah it's weird yeah it, it, it is kind of weird it's, it's it, totally I, was, plot I, I didn't device. quite quite it's buy it. probably an effect of an eight episode season that they need to introduce these guys and get them in there so that you know that he can they have to do a lot in this episode to yeah. set up the yeah. set up that you know he's not going to be with sally for a while and then he's also got to set up this big raid 
and that was the only way that they were going to get to that point. Yeah, no, they at do the same of, time, it is a weird narrative, you know, to follow. Yeah, it is. That's what I didn't totally get. I didn't, uh, uh, cause I completely buy that Barry is a big enough idiot with Lemon. You hate he this episode, Mike. Did. No, uh, I was, no, no I know. I'm kidding. I love all these episodes, but, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I feel like they could have done that a little different, but you hate maybe, it. Maybe tell, military guys. Uh, maybe this is something that would happen. Maybe someone can tell us. Sandwiched, on our sandwiched in all of this, though, is you have uh, Cousineau and Janice at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, she's just there to get the information. This great information, and it's <laughs> just it's the easiest. Th- I wonder if he knew that it was that kind of information like he knew it wasn't probably probably so yeah, yeah i think it was I just think a so. way to no, lure her likes, in oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. he's like he's like ryan madison's real name is and he's like it's richard Kremp. <laughs> oh. and he's like oh well would you like the white or the red <laughs> and, and and uh and so after the, after he gives his little like just a little bit of information he's like all right i'm gonna head out and he goes he goes hold on where do you gotta go he's like if you eat this chicken a la king and it's not the best poultry you've ever had in your mouth you can kick me in the genitals uh-huh. <laughs> that's fantastic and then, uh and so like uh they have the dinner and, and and she's like it's not the best i've ever had and, and he say he looks down he looks oh that's <laughs> uh, he pulls this, up the nap- he pulls yeah. up the thing oh yeah. this there's so many elements to this it's it's a hilariously sexy scene yeah there's a moment uh-huh. where it cuts away and it cuts back to him where she decides that she's going to drink a little wine and be and there's yeah she's in this fugue state where she's just like Look at those hands. They're so tiny. Yeah. I could just wipe the... F- I could cradle you like a baby. <laughs> and well, I would let you do it. He's like, I would let you do it. And, and literal, like, it, legitimate sparks are flying yeah. between these guys. Well, and especially, too, after he says... After she says it's not the best, and he looks down, and he pulls up the, you know, the little napkin or whatever, and then he and he, then he shows the cry, that he can uh-huh. cry on cue and yep. all that. And and it and it does that Jonathan Demi thing where the camera's directly yeah. on somebody's mm-hmm. face and 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 she's like, "How did you do that?" Yeah. He, goes, <laughs> he goes, "I can teach it to you. It's a teachable skill." Oh my god, <laughs> he's awesome. entranced her. And yeah. you, I mean, you don't. Ex- I did not expect that at all. Yeah, I mean, I knew that he was going to keep trying, and it would probably be adorable and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But when she goes into that speech about how she's going to just wipe the floor with them in yeah. front of all these people, yeah. it's just fucking, oh, my God. It's and, so good. And going back to the audition, because he calls her while waiting at the audition, and it's almost like he he cares about the what he's really invested in is what he's with her. That's the, it's not acting necessarily, you know, he's smoozing her or whatever, but I thought he kind of, he didn't take the audition part too seriously. He's done it a million times. But Janet Moss, he's, he, uh, he's taking yeah, this serious. He, it's like a <laughs> like love at first all. sight thing, uh-huh. and like mm-hmm. a legitimate love at first sight thing um, that pays off, you know, over and over and over later on. But this is just the seeds of it. And once you see that she's a little bit hooked, and then she just kind of does that thing where she's got to go and everything, and yeah. she's like, "This can't be a this can't this be a can't thing," be you know. <laughs> and she, you know, it's it's a thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh god, it's it's genius. That whole scene. Well, is what genius. does he say? You're uh, you're the investigator, and I'm the one who got the confession. <laughs> yeah. I liked that. That was great. Uh, but then she has to run because they got the video. 
Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Oh, and, that, and there's that whole little thing, too, where the guy's like, well, who put in the wrong wrong yes. uh, code? Uh-huh. And he's just like, can you do it or not? <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> it's going back. It's early in the episode where uh, they have they had this the screen up. You know, he's going to hack the... Uh, the the, uh, the password cam. lipstick mm-hmm. camera and all that and while he's clicking around <laughs> and uh what, what's his name says hey man don't click on any of those open tabs yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's Very another casual. one of those touches of the, uh-huh. the, these things that are so good there, there's so many like the thing you know talking about that i think it was in the last episode we were talking talking about the guy going. He's 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 was being coached by her. He was coaching her. He was coaching her. Um, he's fucking. He's fucking her <laughs> and all that. In in a lesser sitcom, the the Janice Moss character would be like, "Okay, okay, I get it, I get it." Mm-hmm. She doesn't say that. Yeah, she just lets that go, and and yep. and and it allows us the audience to kind of just like take that in on our own mm-hmm. and stuff like that just like open tabs that's just a throwaway thing but it's, it adds so much character to this guy who's not in the episode very much exactly exactly but it's great but then so they go there and they have you know he has hacked it he has the video and they bring it up and they're watching it in this room and they're able to fast forward and pause it right when they get to there and they get that fuzzy look where they can't they can't see his face and she says if you knew who that was if you knew that person, you you would know yep. who it was. So. Little little plot shadowing, a little bit, little, yeah, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Oh, okay, she she does know him not well. I guess she means if you really knew him. Mm-hmm. Kind of bothering me that but, there are only a few people that she has as a suspect, and he's one. I don't know. But one one thing about those that type of uh, declaration is that even if you know Barry. You're never your suspicions would never let you believe that's him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you if if you like if I saw something that looked like you shooting a bunch of bullets towards a, whatever, I would be like, I don't know who that is yeah. Yeah. because yeah. I wouldn't be like that's something Barrett would do. Yep. You know? Yeah. Oh, Barrett Barry. Mm. I'm just saying. Oh, mm. Wow. I think we just. By the way, it is out. very difficult to type out Barry over and over again. When it's very unusual to start with B A R R, and so I almost always spell Barrett first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have to anyway. But yes, this is an interesting episode. Yeah. Um. So one more thing, commit to you. So I think that can be interpreted to to mean that everybody in this episode has committed to themselves. Mm-hmm. But you could also look at it from another perspective. You could look at it from Barry's perspective. Commit to you, as in Sally. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so it, I think there's a lot going on with this title that is, you know, all throughout the episode and you can go back and forth on what the commit to you actually is meaning. And it, it really feels like almost every character is going under this title in some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also other perspectives you can look at, you know, just from his perspective to Sally, I commit to you. I don't think they ever say that in the episode no and normally these 
these titles are bits of dialogue, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, or explicit themes. So, yeah, interesting one. Yeah, so there it goes for episode four of Barry in season one. Uh, we have a SoundCloud set up. You can comment about this, and Woo-hoo! we'll also have we have a Twitter. Yeah, as baby, well set up. Tweet. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for this episode. It's Chris Atkins and Barrett Shear and Mike Hester. We'll see you next time.